When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I've talked about therapy now for quite a while. I think it's so important. It is like maintenance on a car. You just got to do it. It's so, so important. Uh, You know, we talk about BetterHelp a lot on the show. And now that they're releasing a new podcast called Getting Better, Stories of Mental Health, you guys have to go check it out. Season one just dropped with episodes featuring interviews with notable people like NBA Hall of Famer Chris Bosh, talking about anxiety, pop star Megan Trainer on motherhood and panic attacks, Wilmer Valderrama on immigrating to a new country, and more. Mental health is something that we should all be focusing on, just as much as we should focus on our physical health. So join Better Health as they continue to fight to destigmatize mental health and show people that everyone struggles with something. So we need to talk about it. You can do your part to help by listening and sharing your favorite episode and spreading the word that it's okay to not be okay. Find this awesome new mental health podcast, Getting Better, Stories of Mental Health on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify. everybody and welcome to Humble and Hungry. I'm your friend Natalie Poucher. Welcome back everybody. Happy Monday. I feel like this is a Monday that we should have had last week, but you know, life happens. I feel like I'm fighting a little bit of a cold now. I took care of everybody. (laughs) Now it's my turn. Although I'm not sick sick. I'm just, I'm like fighting it. You know, when you are fighting it, you like wants to come on and you're like, nope, not today. So I'm just taking a bunch of zinc and vitamin D and airborne and just drinking my green juices and hoping for the best. You know, I have to say, I'm really excited for this year on the show because I think last year I was really intimidated about having guests on and really reaching out because I felt like, you know, who am I? But I said, fuck it. (laughs) I'm going to start DMing people. I'm going to start messaging people and seeing who wants to come on the show. People that inspire me, people that I look up to or feel like you guys would really enjoy. And I've been doing that. And guess what? I'm getting responses. So I'm very happy about that. (laughs) Uh, So I feel like we have a, a bunch of cool guests lined up in 
in the near future, and I cannot wait for you guys to listen to that. Uh, but for today, I have my friend Joanna Arikta, and we've actually known each other probably our entire lives, <laughs> but didn't really talk for a few years. She's my cousin's best friend, uh, but a few weekends ago, we went and had drinks, a few girls and I, and I, I wish the microphones had been on during that conversation because it was just... I learned so much. Like these are badass women in their own fields, you know, found like finding their own sort of way in the world and paving their own paths and starting their own companies. It's really cool to see my peers creating these concepts and doing these insane things. It, it really empowers me, or I hope it empowers you too, but it really empowered me to feel like, yeah, okay, I can do this too. I don't have to be so intimidated. And so I wanted to have her on the show. She has done numerous uh, Zooms and uh, conferences on how to negotiate for a raise, how to negotiate in a room. Honestly, a bunch of just like tips and tricks that she's learned along the way in her career. She went from being in the music industry to going and and getting into the tech world and, and worked at ZipRecruiter for a bunch of years. And, and now she just launched a digital marketing business. Uh, last year with her husband and co-founded this newsletter called The Assist. And she's going to talk all about that and how to level up. And I'm just really excited for you guys to uh, listen to her and her story. Lastly, I got a lot of messages about you guys wanting to hear the song that I had made for Riley for Christmas. And it turned out, you guys, so sweet and he may or may not have cried four times <laughs> don't tell him i told you that but it, it really is so sentimental and if you know our story uh our love story then i think you guys are gonna love it too so i will play that for you guys at the end of the show and yeah i hope you guys have a fantastic week and enjoy the episode Joanna, welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm my so first, excited to have my, you. This is my first podcast, like, it ever. Is? Yeah, you popped my podcast, Sherry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I hope it's not too painful. No, I, I like it. I've, I've been listening to your stuff, and I love the flow, so I, I, I'm confident in us. <laughs> oh, good. I mean, I will say, so for everyone that doesn't know, so Joanna and I, well, Joanna's best friends with Tanya, who you guys are well aware of, yes. <laughs> and you guys have known each other for what? Oh my like god! Five? I don't even want to count. Yeah, we're like <laughs> since a very I was long five. Time. Yeah, decades. Decades. Yeah, <laughs> and I met you yes. probably like when I was like five. Yes. Um, but then we we sort of like lost touch. Yeah. I know. And, and then in the last year, I feel like we've seen each other a ton. Like we went to Hawaii. <laughs> you guys came to my wedding. Yes, exactly. And uh, by the way, did you get sick in Hawaii? Now I don't remember who got sick. I who did didn't not. Get sick. Like Rich you and guys I got. Didn't, we huh? we escaped the nick of time i think gosh yeah. that was that was brutal <laughs> but yeah so then we went to your fabulous wedding yeah. and and then recently we went to dinner and like drinks yeah and it was tanya you and then another one of your girlfriends mm -hmm. who is oh my gosh exceptional yes um and i wish we had the microphones on then i do too because everything we were talking about was so great and i i think we all left like really energized and like 
pumped, like pumped for I the know. new year. I was like, I need to have more of these conversations. It was yeah. just one of those like, like feel good learning from each, like each and mm-hmm. one of you. It was just so great. And I feel like I want to do that today. And I want to do that moving forward in 2022, yeah. especially on this platform. Yeah. And so I wanted to have you on because I feel like you're just doing some badass shit <laughs> and you're Thank trying you. You to... Are too. Oh, thank yeah. you. Girl, we're trying. I we know. are trying. Listen, action over perfection <laughs> is what I've been told Absolutely. a lot. So. so why don't you sort of like take it from the top? Like, yeah. w- well, what are you doing now? And, mm-hmm. and then maybe take us back through like your journey. Sure. Yeah. So I run a digital marketing business with my husband now. Um, we launched it last year went through all the like legal business stuff, getting it into motion. Um, We hired my family's CPA to help us out on that accounting front and making sure that, you know, we were paying taxes correctly and writing things off correctly. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. So we've been learning a ton about that. But prior to doing that, um, you know, I God, I can't even tell you how many jobs I've had in my life. (laughs) Like literally since 15, you know, I've been working and having multiple jobs, like basically doing random shit for like ever. But um, I went to school for music industry, graduated with that degree, which I'm sure people are like, what the fuck do you even do with that? (laughs) Um, What did you want to do? What was the goal? Um, You know, I was really interested in like artist management and working directly with talent to kind of help them level up and music was such a big part of my life growing up uh, that it was just something I felt really strongly about so it was a rare position to be in because I feel like when you graduate high school you like what do I do I have no Mm -hmm. idea and for me I was like I want to work in the music industry I want to do this and I'm sure your mom has a lot to do with that actually (laughs) like seeing her perform yeah when we were little is that we would be like Tanya and I would be backstage like picking her stuff off off stage that is she so like, true and see, do costume while, changes <laughs> see you were getting inspired and i was like cringing i was yeah, like oh this like, is God. so embarrassing oh yeah i loved oh, it yeah. i thought it was so cool and and so um yeah i'm sure like deep down that definitely had a huge part in in my journey but my first internship was actually the assistant to the ea of <laughs> this person that that so i was like the assistant, the assistant, to, the assistant to the assistant which is yeah. like oh man i didn't know that you could you know have a lower position at a company you know i was like oh my god i'm really starting from the bottom like i would yeah. have to run and get coffee i one time got asked to deliver xboxes to cypress hill while they were recording so i literally had to drive across la to drop off xboxes like that was my oh, job so my gosh like anything, i've been there i get yeah, it anything they needed me to do i was like okay i guess i'll i guess i gotta pay my dues right i would say like one of the biggest jumps i took was starting a music venue or helping launch one in cleveland um so i followed an ex you know to cleveland because otherwise mm-hmm. why would why would i go there <laughs> you know? yeah exactly uh, don't we all <laughs> story of my life it was actually a bowling alley um called may halls mm-hmm. so it's in lakewood ohio and they basically bought out this family-run bowling alley it was like a like from the 20s or something and mm-hmm. they were like they had this vision to turn it into this like big community type uh, business that had live music and like events and all this stuff and they had no knowledge about music booking or like really anything about how to do that stuff and yeah. I really didn't either you know like I didn't take 
the class on <laughs> managing a music <laughs> venue and that actually yeah. did exist at my school but I just never took that class and I was like shoot I should have taken Damn that it. course it probably <laughs> would have really helped um but I you know pitched them and I was like hey like I've done this for years I've booked my friends bands like I've never worked for a music venue before, but I know I can do it. And I convinced them to hire me. And I mean, I was making nothing. I was making probably like $8 an hour. <laughs> and I yeah. was bu busting my butt, like networking <laughs> with all the other music venues, all the other booking agents, promoters. Um, and we went from like local bands not knowing who we were to booking national talent like by the end of the year. So it what? was wild. Yeah, it was nuts. And That's amazing. Um, finally got burnt out from the music industry like I was yeah. starting to feel like okay I book music seven nights a week for two stages and at a certain point I was like every band sounds the same like I can't <laughs> I like started to not like music and so I was like shoot like I loved music that's why I got into this so I was like you know what I got I gotta go I I've done all I can for this music yeah interesting I finally quit and I ended up working for the Cleveland Orchestra and it went from this like it was such a jarring transition because it was going from this really lax chill environment where there's like a bar and it's like nightlife and like you know craziness and then to this sort of more corporate world where you know it's classical music everybody's very like buttoned up and yeah, yeah polished <laughs> like I couldn't just show up in ratty jeans you're like where's the fireball yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I had to I had to go out to like I think I went to express and I bought like all these suits, suits. And, things, and I was just like great okay this is it this is what I was looking for it was like more stability and yeah. you know a steady like a higher steady paycheck and it's definitely so a different was, genre of music it's yeah. definitely different and I'm I really actually loved that job because I just had a great team I had a lot of great coworkers on that team and I think if it wasn't for them again um, you know, I, I don't know how long I would have been there, not to say that the company was bad, but it just wasn't my style. Like I right. went from this like nightlife music, like meeting really cool and hip bands to classical music. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it was a huge transition, but I, you know, learned a lot from it. I think one of like my supervisor, Jess was amazing. And we also had a really great friendship, um, come out of that role. But with this role, they had so so many processes in place. There are like very certain ways that they did mm. everything. So you kind of had to conform to their process and really learn what they do to make everything work. And for me, that took a little longer than I was used to. I was sitting down with her and talking to her. We had our like weekly one-on-ones and she told me something that I has basically stuck with me to this day, but she was like, hey, like this is a job. Mm -hmm. you are replaceable. I am replaceable. Everybody here mm -hmm. is replaceable, no matter what they think, you know, mm -hmm. they bring to the table. Like it's a job. You shouldn't be going home and crying about it. You shouldn't be stressed out, worried about emails. Like when you go home, go home and, you know, turn your computer off, like disconnect. The job will be there tomorrow morning, you know? And so I, for me, that's that, interesting because it because yeah. it wasn't like a you're replaceable in a bad way, like no, intimidating it just, you. It was no. like a like don't take it so too seriously. seriously. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, okay, well, if she's saying that, like I should yeah. chill. I should chill yeah. and I should like 
trust the process and you know right like I'm gonna learn how to do it and I'm gonna gonna learn how to do it well and I eventually did like I had a great time there um and then I I really only left that job because I had moved out of the state I just had an opportunity like my friend um knew I was coming back home and he was working for ZipRecruiter and he had asked me because he knew I was in events if I was interested in an event like a marketing events job at ZipRecruiter and I was like oh he had asked me if I was interested in um doing this role and I was like yeah that sounds good I'll check it out um and then by the time I moved uh that role was filled and actually basically what happened was the guy at in the role uh was gonna leave and then he would decide to stay so he was like hey but if you know you see anything else that you're interested in let me know I can still refer you and I was like okay Mm -hmm. so I was looking in the marketing department I found a part-time role that aligned with my schedule because I was doing like random contract work that was part-time and I didn't want to commit to something full-time at that point and so he referred me for that role and I ended up getting it and then I for the first time like had really experienced what good work culture looked like. Mm-hmm. I think I had just been working for so many people in the past that never really treated their employees that well, or, you know, there wasn't enough there to keep me interested and like keep me staying in one position for multiple What were some years. of the things that they did? Yeah. So it was just, you know, it's a, it was a classic tech company, right? Like they had free snacks, like they had kombucha and like iced coffee (laughs) on tap and like literally like refrigerators full of Perrier. And like, I was just like, what? They're giving this out for free? Like pirate's booty (laughs) and like just all this fun stuff. And they had like a ton of swag that they gave all their first, like their new employees. And um, so it was just like a whole new world to me. I was like, oh my God, like wait they give us free food like I get free lunch every day like you're telling me that companies do this and then um I that's actually where I ended up meeting my husband uh we worked on the same team and so that was also obviously a huge win for me yeah um, meeting my spouse at work but um I just started to notice that like all the people there were really friendly um you know you could wear jeans like there are just a lot of perks that I wasn't used to because I was mm-hmm. working for tons of toxic people in the past or um, managers that didn't really know how to manage or lead. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or they wouldn't really push you or they would keep you down because they wanted to stay ahead, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so going to Zip was a huge eye opener for me. I was like, oh my God, there are companies there that at least do their best to treat their employees well, to keep them and retain them. So I kind of like Trojan horse my way into the company. Like I had started off in this like very small part-time role. And then I was very transparent with my director at the time. And I told him like, hey, listen, I'm coming from like manager type experience. And I'm in this kind of like out of college, like intern entry level position. And I love the company, but I can't stay doing this level of work. Like I really need to make my way up. Mm -hmm. And he totally respected that and was like, I completely understand. Like, I think they actually thought that I was a flight risk. (laughs) They they almost didn't hire me because they thought I had too much experience for that role. Um, And 
so yeah it was almost like you're you're overqualified for <laughs> yeah this. they're yeah. like you're a flight risk like you're gonna leave us because you're gonna find another role and that's exactly yeah. what my plan was actually I was like I'm just gonna do this to get a steady paycheck and then move on and find a new job that is you know uh a higher level um, position. It did end up working out. Like um, I got introduced to other people in the marketing department and then ended up transitioning to this new full-time role where I funny or uh, like funny story ended up working on the event side anyway. So it was like, oh, really? yeah, um, they just, they expanded that side of um, their marketing efforts. And so they needed somebody to help with events. And so I ended up actually moving into that events role eventually. So that was a really funny, like roundabout way to get to the position that I was being recommended. And how for. long did that take you? <laughs> it took probably about a year. Um, okay. So I was really uh, pretty patient um, and had multiple touch points with my director because I wanted to make sure that I was, you know, staying on top of mind for him and for him to like push me in that direction. And so I think, you know, that was kind of one of the first things I I really learned about um, leveling up as far as like promotions go, like you have to ask and you have to like keep scheduling time with the decision maker to be able to push you in that direction. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say. I think that's a really, really big take home because they're not going to come to you and say, hey, you deserve a raise. Right. Or, hey, we have a position for you. Yeah. I think you have to just constantly, you have to be on top of it. Mm-hmm. And the way that I got to that event role eventually was, you know, I started helping out with that role and I kept assisting and I kept making myself available to really, Mm -hmm. you know, help in that department. And it's way easier to get the job you're going for when you're already doing the job, right? Like (laughs) I I could already demonstrate, hey, I've helped with this and I've launched this and, you know, X, Y, Z. And so I was already providing them that value. And I think a lot of people get stuck into thinking like, oh, well, I don't want to do the work without getting paid for the work. And like, I can totally, you know, understand that. And I agree with that on some level, but, you know, pave your way, (laughs) you know, like pave Mm -hmm. your own way, start doing the job that you want to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, pressure your managers or whoever you're reporting up to that that's, that's the direction you want to go in. Because when, companies are hiring or they're trying to retain talent, it's better for them to hi- to promote from within, even if they are looking for external candidates, because it's less money for them to invest in you as an, an existing employee than a complete stranger or like outsider. Right. Um, and so I really learned that at Zip, like I really pushed for what I wanted and I kept pushing for promotions and raises and within I think a year and a half I'd gotten like two promotions so oh wow good for you yeah thank you and um it's really funny too because I was looking back on an old chat with a friend when I first got offered that Cleveland Orchestra position and that was like my first like big girl money job I was like yes I'm finally gonna make you know (laughs) decent money here And I took the first offer. I didn't even negotiate. And I Mm. remember telling my friend who I I told the news to, I was like, oh my God, I got the position. I'm so excited. And he was like, 
did you ask for a higher salary? And I was like, my response to him, which like I found in an old Gchat conversation, I was like cringing at it because it's like <laughs> everything I tell my friends who are like trying to negotiate higher salaries, like this is what to not do, right? Right. And let me let me print this out for you. Yeah, Send it. Let, I yeah. will take screenshots of this conversation because it was like, oh my God, I was just looking at this and I was like, oh, if I could go back in time. Um, but my response to him was like, no, I didn't. I took the first um, the first offer because what if they have another candidate that they, you know, give this offer to and, and they'll take it at that salary level. And I was like, oh, my God, don't oh. do that. Don't do that. Okay, Always so, tell us, so tell us what to do. <laughs> yeah. So in my experience, you know, obviously <laughs> never take the first offer. And mm -hmm. when I was going for my promotion, um, I was lucky because I had really great female mentors. Like our marketing department was mostly female and to the point where other people coming to finally see our department was like, wow, you guys have a lot of girls on your team. Like you have a lot of women <laughs> on your team. And I was like, okay, would you say that about an all male department? Like, right. come on. Like, what about the engineering department, you know, next door? All <laughs> yeah. dudes. No yeah. one's saying anything about that. So that to me was like, oh, you know, something's wrong when, <laughs> like, yeah, when, when the, they have to make the a comment. First, yeah, the first time ever we have a, like, all female department or something. I had a really great director. She would, she still is one of my you know favorite mentors and she I I'd like asked her um hey can you tell me what the new salary for this position ballpark range uh would be and she like <laughs> she came to my desk and she wrote the number on like a little sticky note mm -hmm. and on the bottom she goes but you've heard the saying never take the first offer right <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like oh my god this is amazing and yeah. um so basically like I guess my advice is yes definitely never take the first offer but if you're I think if you're like me 10 years ago you're maybe lacking the confidence to ask for that money right like you're you're already feeling grateful right that you're mm -hmm. getting this promotion or that you're getting a promotion so you sometimes feel like this is good enough or like, right. you know, oh, I'm, I'm not I'm, worth more. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. like, I shouldn't be asking for more money or like, I'm too scared to ask. Um, I, I definitely tell all my friends to always ask now and to always negotiate when you have the opportunity, especially when you're being offered the job for the first time, um, because you may not get another opportunity for months to get that promotion. So now it's like, seize the moment like so what are some of the it. tools that you would that you would suggest yeah so i um what i do is i do some salary research um so if you go to like glassdoor salary.com really any of those types of websites you can type in your job title just to get a base level of like what the going salary ranges in your city but also I don't like to tell people to just look based on title titles vary across different companies like my senior marketing associate position at zip probably could have been a manager 
senior manager plus you know position at another company it really just right, depends right. on their size how they're doing um so i like to pay attention to the actual job description um and if it's in line with what i'm doing or what i'm going to be doing that's what i focus on not necessarily the, the title um mm-hmm. and you might surprise yourself you might find jobs that are above your title but you're doing those things. So it's like, right, why not? Right, why right, not? Right. Like that should actually give you more confidence to apply to those higher roles. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking for that and I'm trying to gauge how much that salary is. Um, and then I also think about what I've done and what I've, I've accomplished for that company. Um, and I use that more so to build up my confidence in asking like, when I have more data points, I feel more confident going into conversation because Absolutely. numbers speak way louder than words. And so mm-hmm. um, when I'm negotiating, like that's what I look at. And that's kind of how I anchor the salary that I'm I'm asking for. It's like, what do I personally want? Like, what are my salary, personal salary goals? What are these websites telling me that average salary looks like based on the role? Um, and then you know, going into negotiations, like think outside of salary as well. Like maybe they can't offer you that money right now, but maybe there are other things that you can negotiate for, like more, uh, more work from home days. Like if you have to report into the office, maybe it's for them to pay for your gym membership, or maybe it's to help compensate some of your gas money to travel to work. There are multiple things that aren't monetary that you can still negotiate for. And a really good example is um, one of my friends had texted me when he was negotiating for a new job. And he was like, what do I email them? And I Mm -hmm. literally wrote the email for him. I was like, let me just, let me, let me (laughs) do it for you. Yeah, Yeah, here's the template, send this, let me know what they say. Um, And basically he was, he was looking to get maybe like, it wasn't even that much more money. It was like maybe like three to five K more or something. Mm -hmm. And they gave him an offer that was slightly below what he was hoping for. And so he, I told him like, okay, well, you have to drive to Long Beach for this job, which for him is quite a drive because he's in, you know, West LA and that could be anywhere from like an hour plus depending on traffic. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, why don't you see, because he's like, oh, I really don't want to go in every single day to the office. I'm like, why don't you negotiate for that then? If they're not going to give you more money, then why don't you ask for, you know, additional work from home days and only reporting into the office for like... Were they already paying like for his mileage and gas and all of that? I don't think they were. Um, And that's probably something he could have... Yeah, he probably could have asked for that. Um, But when he went back to them and asked for those additional work from home days or like remote days, Mm -hmm. they ended up just increasing his salary. (laughs) They're like, hey, you know what? We'll give you five, six K more. Right. And it was like basically like take the money and shut up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so he was like, oh, they came back to me with a higher salary. And I'm like, great. So it's like, you know, just try to ask for as much as you can. Like the worst they'll do is say no. Exactly. And And it's so important to feel confident. I know in my experience when, well, in my field, right, that whole assistant field Mm -hmm. is so gray. Oh, yeah. And and we're going to get to that. But I remember I was never really prepared. Yeah. Like, I I thought I was prepared. Like, I thought I knew what my number was. Mm hmm. But I didn't because I was like, well, what am I worth? What is the job worth? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You know what um, helps with that, surprisingly, is 
I asked all my coworkers, like people I knew that were in the position I was going for prior to me, um, if they were still in the company or maybe they'd left and gone off to other companies or even my friends who have similar roles. Like I am done with the whole asking about salaries as a faux pas. It's actually very helpful. (laughs) It's very helpful to know. It's like I could just ask, hey, my friend who was in this position I'm going for, what did you make? Yes. Like, what, yes, what did you yes, make in yes. this position? Because then it's like, I want to know what the person before me was making. But then I also want to eventually ask for more than that. Right. Like, yeah, I, see, I didn't have that. And yeah. I didn't I didn't have any friends that did what I did. Mm-hmm. I was playing so many different roles. I had so many different hats. And there was so much growth there for me yeah. that I and there, it wasn't. I, and you could, you know, go on those salary dot coms and, and mm-hmm. look up, you know, what executive assistants actually make and whatnot. Yeah. But it's not specific. Right. And so it, it was just so difficult because then you get in and then you're pumped. Right. You're like, OK, this is my number. <laughs> this is what I want. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to tell them and <laughs> and I'm going to tell them all the things that I do for them. And then you sit down and then you're like, you feel instantly this little, right? right. And you're like, yeah. me, 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 okay, I'll take whatever you want to <laughs> give me. And so, especially when they're really intimidating, you know, yeah. I think and they're really good talkers that can, I oh, feel like yeah. I just, I was never good at being in the room Mm-hmm. and going back and forth. Had there, I been through an email, oof, I right. could kill emails all day. But yeah. in the room, it is kind of terrifying. It is terrifying. And I think a lot of that comes down to being prepared to walk into that conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, what do you do to pump yourself up? You know, like listen to music, do the power stance. Like there are so many ways that you can pump yourself up to kind of mentally prepare you yes. for that conversation. And then also like just re like write it out you know, yeah. practice, like practice in front of me of a mirror, what you're going to say, because sure, when you go in there, um, and you're intimidated, right, maybe your boss is like, a super badass and very, yeah, good at yeah. ne- very good at negotiating. Well, if you practice enough, if you say it out loud, you're kind of relying on that muscle memory and that like, you know, habit. Um, yeah. And so I would say definitely practice like, the more you say it out loud, the better it'll come out when you actually go to present. Um, it's something I do too, especially when I'm doing presentations for leadership or, you know, in front of a ton of people, um, even if it's one-on-one, like there's something about practicing what you're going to say and going in there. I think it also helps with your confidence when you, when you do get it out to the person mm-hmm. you're supposed to. Um, so. And I would also say that when you almost have to think, okay, well, say they don't want this. What yeah. what do I think they're going to come at me with? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Do I think they're going to tell me no because I didn't achieve this or I didn't do that? Like what are I feel like you have to have like your comebacks ready to go. Yeah, and I right? always I always like to ask. So say, you know, say like my my salary goal is like 150,000, right? Like maybe that's my ultimate salary goal. I don't ask for 150. I'm probably going to ask for 165 or 160. Like I'm going to buffer it up so that when they do come back to me, hopefully it's closer to the number that I actually want because Mm -hmm. you do have to expect some kind of back and forth negotiation. When I finally accepted my first promotion, um, I had three rounds back and forth with our CMO because Mm -hmm. we weren't agreeing on a number and I wasn't backing down. And Mm. so 
give yourself some buffer <laughs> when you're when you're asking for a salary right, right. number um but and also you think, like don't go do you, too wild don't yeah, be like, like <laughs> do you, but if you think it's like a 10 15 thousand dollar that's always buffer? that's always worked for me honestly like and that's something that I actually got from a, a, a colleague he was like just ask for 10 to 15 always like on top mm-hmm, of what you really mm-hmm. want and for me that's always been a pretty good number like I usually do up it about that number um, and then I always fall within what I want, maybe slightly under what I want, but like, it's usually around what I want when I give that kind of buffer. Right, right. Um, I think it also just depends on, on your field. But again, it's like the more research you do with your salaries, asking your network and stuff like that, the, the better understanding you'll have of what to ask. Um, but yeah, just shoot for the, you know, shoot for the stars when it you comes have to that. To. Yeah. You like, got nothing to lose but your job. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I think that is a, a common worry for people um, when they're going to accept. Like, I mean, I told you my story about fearing that they'll offer the job to right. somebody else who would take that amount. Um, but I think that is a worry for a lot of people. Like, what if they rescind my offer? And at this point, I've talked to enough recruiters um, where I know that that's usually not the case. It's it's never not happened, right? It's happened once in a blue moon, but usually that does come from other uh, factors and not just mm-hmm. because you asked for more money. Yeah. Um, and it is like a very rare thing. So I don't I don't want to scare people off from from asking um, because yeah, just like, don't it's don't go in with it with fear. Don't yeah, go into just, it with fear. Exactly. Yeah. And then also like if that employer rescinds your offer because you're trying to negotiate like do you even want to be working for that company amen sister like do you really want yes to be working for them like that's not, that to me sounds off more red flags about their culture than it does about you know doing something wrong on your on your end With HelloFresh, you can get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. The new year is a great time to focus on what's important to you, whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness. HelloFresh is here to help with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. HelloFresh cuts back on time spent in the kitchen so you can spend it on other resolutions with meals ready in about 30 minutes or less. Plus, quick and easy meals including 20-minute recipes and low prep and easy cleanup options provide an easier, faster route to putting food on the table. Don't forget dessert. Satisfy your sweet tooth with seasonal limited time goodies like Dunkaroo cookie dough or vanilla delight cheesecake. I'm telling you guys, this is the only way to go. Fresh food delivered to your door. It's something you can do with the family because it's that easy. Everything is already pre-portioned. You don't have to think about it. Help, you know, the kids can help put one uh, dish on the on the plate and you can do the other. It's just so fun. It's so easy. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Humble16 and use code Humble16 for up to 16 free meals and three gifts, you guys. Do not miss out on this. That's HelloFresh.com slash Humble16 and use code Humble16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. 
It's officially 2022, and now's the time to set your wellness routine into action and prioritize your health. Care-of allows your vitamin routine to be personal, easy, effective, and constantly evolving. Stay on track with your health goals this new year thanks to Care-of's daily vitamins pack that make organization and your resolutions easy to stick to every day. Care-of is a subscription service that ships high-quality personalized vitamins and powders conveniently to your door every month. Take a short, in-depth quiz about your health goals and lifestyle and get personally tailored recommendations based on your answers. You can stick with what Care-of recommends or change up your pack at any time. Care-of's products are made from good-for-you clean ingredients that are backed by the latest science and research so you can feel good about what's going in your body. Look, you guys, it's an easy quiz. Uh, Riley even took it, and he does not have a good attention span, but he actually loves it. I love it, and I wouldn't recommend it if I didn't. So for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code HUMBLE50. That's 50% off your first care of order if you go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code HUMBLE50. Public Goods is the one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. Everything from coffee to toilet paper and shampoo to pet food, Public Goods is your new everything store thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer. Rather than buying from a bunch of single product brands, Public Good members can buy all their premium essentials in one place with one beautiful streamlined aesthetic. Public Good searches the globe to find clean, healthy, eco-friendly, and innovative products. And look, as much as I love everything that's eco-friendly and good for me and good for the the ecosystem, I also like pretty packaging. (laughs) And look, there's no bright colors and mismatched packaging here. It's all beautiful and aesthetically pleasing to the eye. So knowing what's in your products and where they come from is important. They ethically source and obviously develop each of their products to be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives still common on drug and grocery store shelves. They are committed to making their products healthy and safe for humans, animals, and the environment. They use a membership model to keep costs low and pass on even more savings to their customers. Best of all, you can make your first purchase with no obligation. Join hundreds of thousands of others who have switched to their new everything store. We've worked out an awesome deal, so receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They are so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they are giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash humble or use humble at checkout. That is P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash humble to receive $15 off your first order. 
Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment all in one place. At Audible, you can find the largest selection of audiobooks, ranging from the bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, languages, business, motivation, and more like original entertainment from top celebrity creators and thousands of popular and binge-worthy podcasts. As an Audible member, you will get one credit every month good for any title in your entire premium selection. That means that the latest bestseller, the buzziest new release, the hottest celebrity memoir, or that bucket list title you've been meaning to pick up, those titles are yours to keep forever in your Audible library. Plus, you get full access to their popular Plus catalog. It's filled with thousands and thousands of audiobooks, original entertainment, guided fitness and meditation, sleep tracks for better rest, and podcasts, including ad-free versions of all your favorite shows and exclusive series. You can always find the perfect title for whatever you're doing, wherever you're going, or whatever you're feeling, whether it's comedy, romance, suspense, true crime, science fiction, or fitness and wellness. You can even squeeze in a workout or guided meditation without having to go to a gym or a class. I know for me, if Piper's having a moment, I like to throw on something for her that's going to be more relaxing. It is definitely my go-to when I'm in the car. Oh, you guys have to do this. With everything you love to listen to all in one app, Audible is your playlist for life. New members can always try Audible for 30 days on us. Visit audible.com slash humble or text audible to Five zero zero five zero zero. That's audible.com slash humble or text to five zero zero five zero zero. I listened to Mel Robbins, who's mm-hmm. this, you know, inspirational Amazing. speaker. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, her story just, it stuck with me because she was right it was, it was she was a lawyer for a while and then she started doing speaking engagements and she was really surrounded by men and men that she really was mm-hmm. um you know inspired by and whatnot and and she did one speaking engagement with two other men or three other men and moral of the story was that they paid them way more than they paid yes. her uh-huh. and after this and she closed the whole event and she mm-hmm. killed it and the uh, someone came afterwards uh i think it was like the like the cfo or something and and told her i just want to let you know and I'm, you're not going to like what i have to tell you but we almost didn't hire you because you charged so little and yeah. all these men got paid so much more than you and yet mm-hmm. you were the best and and her whole entire career she was like i don't want to overcharge because i don't want to lose jobs over it yeah and and she was like you know the moral of the story is don't under mm-hmm. estimate yourself don't underpay yourself nope. and know your worth and i just thought that was so you know powerful yeah absolutely i think that happens more often than we see you know or hear about um we yeah I've worked with um a few executive assistants who now like have launched their own businesses and they come across that all the time where they you know get approached to do like free speaking things and they're like well I want to get paid talk about about what you're doing now sure uh so I co-founded a free newsletter um basically I got furloughed from ZipRecruiter because of the pandemic. Um, And a lot of people, you know, got laid off because of COVID and, you know, businesses being affected by everything. Um, I was like one of 50 people that got furloughed, which was like, to me, 
kind of a compliment, I guess, from them because it was like they still wanted me, but like I strictly worked in events and there were no events happening. Right, so I, right. I really couldn't hold it against them. And um, so I was like, shoot, like, what do I do next? And I got introduced to my now mentor and co-founder, but uh, basically I started co- uh, community managing for two private Facebook groups. And one uh, is specifically for executive assistants. And uh, that niche is like fascinating. And I love that you came kind of from that background. Kind uh, of. Oh, that uh, yeah. was my background. <laughs> that was for your so background. Long. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's fascinating because, like, to me, assistants, like, they're so undervalued, but they provide so much value. They're, they're mm-hmm. the ones that, like, get thrown random things at them mm-hmm. <laughs> and are like, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I guess I have to. Um, so, like, huge huge community of these problem solvers and the community was very engaged and there were probably like 12 to 14,000 people in this group so it was very active and they were sharing a lot of like tips with each other and knowledge and um it got to a point where it was kind of getting lost in the daily shuffle of people you know just Mm -hmm. posting daily and so a few people had approached me being like, hey, um, I love all the information in this group and like the tips, but it's kind of hard to search for them because of all the posts. Like, is there a more streamlined way that we can get the, get the info? And I was like, no, but that's a really great idea. Um, so we pulled the group and asked if they'd be interested in some kind of like newsletter that basically, you know, took all these really great tips and then added, you know, more and was a weekly thing. And everybody was like, yes, we want this. Mm-hmm. So my co-founder and I launched a free newsletter called The Assist. Um, And basically, we went from serving the admin professional like EA community um, with like professional and personal development tips each week. Um, And then I think last summer, we were getting a lot of feedback from our readers and started noticing more you know, titles come in that weren't just in that EA world. You know, we were getting people from marketing, from sales, from HR, um, and people giving us like really great positive feedback saying, hey, like your stuff is good for a lot of people, <laughs> you know, not just for yeah. EAs. Like it's, it's, you know, valuable stuff for even myself. And so uh, we widened, you know, our audience uh, target. And now we're really trying to serve um like badass women who are, you know, trying to level up at work. And not to say that we don't have male readers, but I think, you know, when we are doing the exercise of identifying, you know, what problems and what challenges our readers were having, like we were already skewing female because we came from the EA space. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we realized that there aren't that many like resources for women, (laughs) especially free ones, right? Like for, for, you know, professional advice and even talking with like you, Tanya, and like the rest of our friends, like about negotiations and salary, like uh, negotiations and raises and, you know, what do you do when this happens at work? Um, Mm -hmm. I just was like, you know what? I haven't really, I don't have a subscription to any newsletter that does this so like we felt pretty confident that we were entering a space where you know there weren't that many people doing it I mean like people are doing it like uh we're partnered with a few like other female uh professional communities that are doing really cool stuff um but there's always room for more in my opinion and 
Um, especially when we can work together to bring good content to people. Like I don't go into it being like, oh, all of these female driven communities are my competitors. Like I, I see them as collaborators a lot of the time. And I love that. Um, you know, I think there is space for that. And so um, what's really funny <laughs> is today we launched our fourth email of the week. So we were doing one weekly send a week for basically the entire year last year. And then last quarter, we were like, hey, let's increase our sends because people are saying they want to see more content. They want more stuff from us. So we ended up launching two additional emails, which brought us to three a week. And today we launched our Wednesday email, our first one ever, and it's called Women Wednesday. And our initiative is really to identify um, you know, badass professional women within our subscriber family um, to highlight every week. And I it's love really, that so much. And it's really funny because we got the most feedback from this send than any other sends. Really? Because I think people are touchy about when you single out a group to highlight. Like, and I mean, funny Wait, was enough. was it positive or negative feedback? Mixed. So we got both. Okay. But... What's like, funny? why is this bitch in my feed and not me? <laughs> not even that. Actually, the women were like pumped and they're like, and I've oh, got, okay. we basically each week you can like nominate somebody to okay. be featured. And so I, we got a few nominations, which was exciting. And we got, we polled everybody and like 90, I think it was like 94% of poll takers like loved the email. Um, and they were like, a handful of people that didn't like it which yeah. like always always happens you're not gonna please yeah, everybody. you can't please everybody yeah um, it's like do you want free money and i there's they're still gonna be people that are like no i don't want free money like but it's the, that yeah but the feedback from one person who happens to be a male <laughs> was oh. like, i'm surprised to see that you you guys are doing a woman wednesday like this is a slippery slope are you also gonna have like a man monday or like you know like a, a man featured one or like this featured and i was like I didn't know how to respond. I, I still haven't responded to that person and I respond to all my subscribers. So I, I will find, you know, a way to respond to this. Um, I think for me, though, like personally, like, well, I co-founded the brand, you know, like I co-founded yeah. this newsletter <laughs> and I'm a female and like I don't see nearly enough women CEOs or co like business owners or like I or if they do exist, like we don't see them highlighted that often. Right. Um, and so like I, why wouldn't I as a woman empower other women? <laughs> you right, know? right, so right, right. For me, it's like, we're a very small team. Like I just brought somebody on full time um, this year or this, this month because we're trying to scale and we're trying to grow. Um, and I'm one person <laughs> and I can't do yeah, everything. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it a is lot. a lot. And um, so I'm really grateful to have her on full time but we're still learning like we've been doing this for you know we launched September of 2020 so just over a year close to a year and a half um and starting you know we're always testing small and trying to scale up but um that's but that's kind of but I think what you did is so like that is even a take-home message like you saw that there was something missing mm -hmm. and you created a solution for it for sure um I think when you're trying to really provide solutions that help other people um that's enough to drive me and motivate me like personally like I love helping people I actually have held millions of assistant type jobs <laughs> in the past yeah um and I think 
or what continues to drive me is the feedback that we get from subscribers because like sure for every like one or two pieces of hate mail we have like 10 others being like i love this like you've helped me so much in my job and i i get tips from this like every you know week so you know that for me it feels really good and and it makes me want to continue putting out good good content yeah you um, have to I, I mean i wish i had it when i was you know I, yeah in, in that field because i, I would mm-hmm. have felt like there was a community that i could talk to i could ask questions mm-hmm. i wouldn't feel like i'm going crazy because sometimes you feel like am i the only person <laughs> in this You're world like, am that i is... just complaining a lot or yeah, is this bad <laughs> is it or am i in a toxic am I the only workplace? one answering emails <laughs> at 3 a.m like yeah no so, yeah so we, it's it's good. Like I, I've learned a lot. I never worked in email marketing. So, you know, it was definitely daunting to go from, Hey, let's just like launch this and see what happens to now I have aggressive revenue goals and subscriber goals. And good for you. Um, yeah, it's great. It's, it's nice to have, you know, those mentors though. I think I've, I've learned a lot from the, the two that I have. And then obviously my husband who has been working for himself, um, you know, for the last two to three years. So I've learned a lot from each of them. Um, for me, the, the biggest struggle is just going into the day with complete confidence and, and knowing that you can do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and that you're going to get things done and, and that you're going to hit your goals. Um, I think, running into imposter syndrome is something that you tend to run into when you're starting a new job or when you're uh, transitioning careers into a different industry or just mm-hmm. really starting anything new. Um, for me, like the my favorite part about the assist is that it's probably the most consistent thing I've done, <laughs> like <laughs> putting out content every single yeah. week um, and now four times a week. That shit's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. I don't it know what else hard. to say. It's really hard. It um, is hard. It's a whole new world and this whole content world insane. It is and insane. there's so much information being thrown at you. You have to mm-hmm. catch people's attention. Um the fact that I, I think a lot of people right now are pivoting, right? Yeah. And they've had to pivot all last mm-hmm. all the past two years. But in what was it in November? There was 4.3 million people that resi- that that resigned from their jobs. Oh yeah, it was there, called the Great Resignation. The Great Resignation. It's I a mean, real thing, mm-hmm. right? So there are millions of people out there that are yeah. probably starting small businesses like what you're doing. Yeah, I you love know, it. I going, love to see it. <laughs> going into new, yeah, going into new, um, you know, fields that they never even probably thought that they could even do or want to do. So I feel like just having mm-hmm. these conversations, it's like, okay, she did it and she's she's thriving. So yeah. not that it's easy, but that it's that it's, it's doable. A, it's a it's a grind, but like if you find something that you are passionate about or that you really believe in, I think that gives you enough fuel to at least start. Um, and then once you start doing it and really learning and seeing everything you've accomplished, that helps you keep going. And then mm-hmm. the response that you get either from your audience or just seeing the impact that you have um, is really rewarding, you know, like being able to help people feel more confident in their jobs or go for that, you know, salary negotiation or, you know, expand their horizons and leave something that they like. We probably get feedback from readers all the time where they say they feel stuck because they've been in one industry, you know, for like 
years, like mm-hmm. 10 plus years, and they don't feel confident that they can move to something else. But it's like, dude, you've done all these things as, you know, an EA. Like you've, your whole job is learning new things and yeah. pivoting and, you know, rising up to the challenge. Like, well, see, that's all me. Those things, like, you, yeah, you can take that to something else and, yeah, and make but it's, yourself but it's, successful. But it's hard because I feel like when you give when you make being that your career mm-hmm. you f- almost feel like uh yeah the jack of all trades but like the master of none. master of none but yeah. like quite literally right but honestly i've felt like that my entire career and now that i've launched this business i'm like oh shit like, like <laughs> it all I helps actually, yeah my random okay. my random part-time job yeah. in accounting that's helped my <laughs> random job like assisting uh you know kids on right. this one like year like that's how like there's so many like you probably will end up it might take years but you'll end up in a position where you'll finally realize like Oh, all those ran, ran, quote unquote random skills right. I learned from this Have job led up I had. To this moment. had. Yeah, it's it's built you up for the exact moment that you're supposed to be in. Absolutely. And that's like really how I felt with launching this is like because when I I launched the assist, I was like, shoot, I've never been an EA. But mm-hmm. I was a personal assistant, I was an office manager, I was an admin assistant, I was yeah, like yeah. all these things. And I'm like, you know what? Like I have a lot of things to offer like I've done a lot of stuff so I think it's just most of the time you're you're in your own head and totally. you're telling yourself that you can't do it but um what I've tried to kind of pivot into especially last year because uh, it was a really really rough year um pretty much a year ago like I was finding out that my mom had a brain tumor I and she was going into literally the day of the capital insurrection yeah she was in surgery for like a brain tumor and then i was also i had taken so yesterday up, was the year anniversary yeah right? yeah yeah and then or today because it was, was it today or yesterday i don't remember i think it was today or tomorrow well when they're it listening all, it it'll all, be a few yeah. days but yeah oh right yeah, yeah yeah um it was like yeah so about a year ago you know i had taken um i was working two jobs so i was like doing launching the assist and I'd taken on contract work for another company full-time and then all this stuff happened with my mom and we were dealing with you know my my brother's addiction to meth which was really it's still really hard but it was like really all coming to a point where I felt like the world was ending I was like oh my gosh yeah what is happening and very similar uh lives in in that regard and it's it's very heavy on the family on you Mm -hmm. you feel like you have to almost hold up the whole family right and your Mm -hmm. parents and you feel like you're almost parenting the parent hurry up yeah it's it's a lot going on and you have to take care of yourself it's a lot and then it was like oh god like I so so basically all that stuff was happening and I was getting to my breaking point and then I decided to not pursue that one contract role because they had offered me full time um, and it would have been really great money and it would have been good experience. It was another tech company and I turned them down because my husband was really pushing me to do the assist full time. And mm-hmm. he was like, just an amazing, cheer- amazing yeah. cheerleader, just like my biggest supporter and was like, I know you can do this. And I'm telling you that this is going to pay off way more than working full time for somebody else. Um, so I finally listened to him. <laughs> I gave in. <laughs> I'm, I'm a really like 
low risk <laughs> kind of person. Yeah. And when you're asking me to, um, you know, walk away from a very like cushy full time tech job to do something I've never done before, I'm like, oh my god, I don't know if I can do it. But I took that leap of faith, and sometimes here we are. you gotta get uncomfortable. I mean, honestly, no. running your own business, you're always uncomfortable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, you're always uncomfortable. Even, and I, I think I saw like my friend post this like Instagram, I don't know, quote or something. And it was something about how like when you're your own boss and you're running your own business, um, even winning or like even your achievements are uncomfortable mm -hmm. because you've never experienced that before. Right. Um, and I was like, oh my God, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I hit all these milestones and I'm like, wait, but I don't. I don't have anything to anchor that to. Is that good? Is totally, that <laughs> totally. And then you're um, like, but like, does this mean? An, and then you don't want to be like, um, like boast about yourself, right? So then it's like right. uncomfortable. You want to like play it yeah. down, like yeah, it's no big deal, you know? No big deal. Yeah, I crushed my revenue goal. No yeah, big deal. no big deal. It's like but, you but, don't. But wanna... it is a big deal, and I think that it sometimes is. we have to be our own cheer cheerleaders and remember that, like, hell yeah, I did that. Yeah, like, I did that. Yeah, you you like, have to. You just, have to remember that. Just. Just making, you know, an email every week, you know, on a consistent basis, like that's a huge win in, in itself. Right? Totally. Like, I did that because I don't even work out. By the way, showing up. Showing up. Because I don't even... I don't even work out that consistently over yeah. a year. Like I have pockets where I'm like off the grid and then I'm like back into a workout. But like this is something that I did every single freaking a week and yeah. it's still going and so like the consistency really plays a huge role in that but also just like your mindset like I started I don't know if you do this Nat but I bought that freaking what is it that five minute journal thing you can oh, get on yeah. Amazon and it's like all about mindfulness and stuff but when I was going through all that shit with my mom and my brother and like working f two full-time jobs like I wrote in that thing every single morning mm -hmm. and it definitely helped like it just kept me in a more positive frame of mind that like I can accomplish this and I can do this and like yep. it makes you do affirmations and all that stuff and I honestly never believed in that stuff yeah. <laughs> beforehand and now I'm like a huge huge I started like, it last year and, I, and it's not even like that exact one you guys can get any journal and you can you can create a, I a have piece a, of, a list on your piece of paper. By the way, like mine, just, mine's blank. And all I write <laughs> is basically just what I'm grateful for. Cause I think mm -hmm. you should always start off with just like a grateful heart. Yep. Like what am I grateful for? And then like, what are the things that I want to crush? What do I want to achieve? Mm -hmm. What's going yeah. to make me feel like I am fulfilled as a human yeah. being. And I feel like yeah. just writing that down every day, it, yeah. like, you turn back and you're like, Oh shit. It, I actually really did that. Yeah, it's cool. So this one, it's similar format. It's like it's you list the three things that you're grateful for and then three things that um, would make your day great. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're kind of setting, you know, daily goals. And then um, you do that in the morning and then at night you do like a little recap and you're like, Oh, what three amazing things happened today and what are two things that could have been better? Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so it's cool. It's, it's really like it's. I'm not sure I have I'm not sure I can do that two times a day. <laughs> it's it's hard to keep up, but honestly when I was doing it really consistently, that's you when I saying. saw yeah, that's when I saw 
really great results in my work. Because you were keeping yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's like signing up for a gym class and like having to go. Cause if not, they're going to charge you $10 to miss the class. It's like, yep. you just have to show again. It's, it's part of the showing up, right? It is about showing up and staying consistent and really trying to beat, you know, the negative self-talk that you probably fall into. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're human, like you're going to run into doubts all the time. But yep. like, at least when you start doing things like this, like you start to pick up on that. And then you're like, oh, wait, I should be chain reaction. Yeah. yeah. And I think that the more positive you st- it's like the uh, getting back to Mel, but like the high five, right? The power of the high five. And she was saying how, you know, what's the one thing that that the winning NFL teams have in common or the um, the NBA teams have in common is it's oh, they not, all high five. They all high five each they other. All they all high five. They, all, yeah. they smack each other in the ass yep. and they're like, yep. good job, good job. Because we're a team and we're not, you know, you're not doing this alone. You're together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you build that with yourself and you high five yourself, it creates this sort of chain reaction of I got this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's the, you know, as simple as like when they say, you know, just put a smile on your face. Even if you're, if you're upset, just smile. Yeah. And it will it will change how you feel. And so I feel like even those small things throughout the day, when you want to talk shit to yourself of like, ugh, I'm fat Mm -hmm. or ugh, I'm this. It's like, no, no, no. Just just change it and say, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. I I just feel like that all plays such a huge role on like the big, like on a big scale. Yeah, totally. And (laughs) my mentor does that a lot. Like he, when he's like jumping off of our meetings, like he'll be like, oh, I have to take my kids to soccer. He's like, no, 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 I get and it's like it is that mindset that you have to start fostering yes um and i think that's that's really how you get to level up is is just by you know believing in yourself a yeah um but b just dropping the fear of failing and seeing it more as like an opportunity to grow and that's kind of how i've spent the last you know year and a half really trying to um build up is just uh those tiny, tiny habits, um, yep. because they, you know, they grow exponentially and then they, they take you to all these new places that you've never been to and exactly. that you never thought that you could accomplish. So, well, I'm yeah. so proud of you. Thank you. And you too. You're it's, crushing so it. Thank it's so you. fun to hear you every week and Tanya I'm, too. Like, I'm, I'm glad that she started her own thing. So. Me too. And I feel like, you know, this, we are building a community, Right. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, people are like, thank you for getting me through my week. And it's like that right there, that just made my day. And that's Mm -hmm. why I continue doing what I'm doing. So I love you. Thank you for coming on the show. Where can people find you? Yeah. So if you want to subscribe to the assist, uh, you can go to join the assist.com forward slash humble. Um, it's a free email, so, you know, no credit cards, nothing, just free tips that we get from, you know, our subscribers and just, you know, from other professionals, um, that we talk to all the time. So awesome. Yeah, sign up. Go level up, baby. I feel like level every time up. I hear level up, I hear Sierra. Sierra. Level, level up. up. Level, level up. up. <laughs> On that <laughs> note, too. level up. Love you. And I love will you see too. you soon. Bye. See you soon. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode and learned a thing or two. I know it can be very intimidating, you know, asking for a raise or understanding your worth. Trust me, I have been there way too many times. Um, So I hope that today's episode really gives you a little bit more confidence going into 2022. And don't accept the first offer, okay? If anything, don't do it. Um, All right, as promised, I told you I would play the song that I had made for Riley. It's called Over and Over Again, and it's very, very special to us. Uh, It's basically our love story, and if you know a little bit about it, you know that we fell in love in Paris, and I found out I was pregnant on his way to Paris the second time. He proposed um, at our gender reveal, (laughs) and so it really is a token to... Uh, our love and we may or may not actually play it as our wedding song so i will see you guys next week remember stay humble and stay hungry Southern California To dancing in the streets of Paris in love Champagne and caviar kisses It was all I could dream of One year later on a plane to France We found out two would become three Right before the gender reveal You got down on one knee Romance in Paris Endless kisses Life with you is simply Restaurants, amazing food and wine, dancing in the kitchen and snuggling. We have the best time. Piper and I love you so much. Remember the first time you held her. Maybe she loves you even more Who can say But I fall more in love with you every day Romance in Paris Endless kisses Life with you is simply Yeah.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.